Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Recavic Podcast. Real stories. Real crickets from the road. Real crickets from the trees. I think they're in your trees. I think they are too. Very loud. Once the music band, it's like of- a studio audience. It's like we got our own, like, a, like a nature studio audience. They're almost to the beat. Not quite. That'd be kind of cool if they would kind of train them. I'll yeah. work on it. You do that. I'll see if I can get them. Yeah, you were saying you had loud crickets in your backyard, and I was like, yeah, I got loud crickets in my backyard. But you have like a, I don't know if it's like an amphitheater back here or yeah. crickets they're, on steroids. They're loud crickets. Yeah, they're amped up. They're pretty hopped up. Man. So if you so, can't tell, we're outside. Right. Oh, by the way, <laughs> we are outside. These crickets are not inside the recording no. studio. We are still recording outside. You need to hire somebody. We, uh, the interesting fact is, is we are recording about, I'd say, 50 feet away from the future oh. permanent home. I know we've bounced a few times because we keep moving around. but We're uh, nomads. We're nomads. We are, uh, we are redoing a shipping container. Uh, one end is going to have a gymnasium that might be an exaggeration it's gonna have a workout room it's got some workout room in there it's a little bit of an exaggeration but you know uh what is this a gymnasium for ants it's gonna be a workout room on one end and then it's gonna be a recording studio on the other and our offices in the middle so it's a it's a 45 foot container so it's pretty big nine and a half foot ceilings uh it's a big big container it's a nine and a half foot ceilings yeah that is big pretty cool so it's actually very roomy inside anyway so we've been wanting to do a uh a container uh, remodel, I guess you could say, a build out. Uh, everybody's you see them on TV, and we watch shows about. It. We're like, yeah, we, we could do that. So we, I didn't know we what that one. was all about, and then I caught a little video on YouTube, and I was like, oh snap! Where yeah. they put them all together, and there's like a whole bunch of them together. Yeah, they're just really build, cool. Like, buildings out of them and yeah, shit. Build mm-hmm. them, then they like put them in the desert. I'm so excited! Stuff. They're coming to cut the windows and doors in it next week. And Are you gonna play with it like a plasma cutter? Yeah. Well, we nah, were going we to were, do we, it, yeah. and and we're not going to. We're gonna hire. We're just too busy. Hold on a second. Do you have a plasma cutter? Well, you can rent one, and I really wanted to do it, but that seems like a weird thing to be able to rent to somebody. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, you're gonna take this plasma cutter. Here's the little safety goggles. You're gonna want those. Did they give us safety goggles? Oh hell no. Nope. They didn't give they're us anything. No, just the plasma. You rented cutter. a plasma cutter, and they didn't give you safety goggles? No. no. Yes. And luckily <laughs> How for many us, pieces of paper did we you have to not, sign? We, we, no, I just walked in and they fucking gave it to me. But I look really responsible. You do? No, you don't. Not for <laughs> a plasma do. cutter. Do you too. know what you could do with a plasma You can cut through anything. Right. I've, seen, like, I've seen Ocean's 11 and 12 like Superman's and eyes in a stick. Yeah, I know. They just gave it to me. Mm-hmm. I that didn't ask awesome. if I was robbing a bank or nothing. Do you have to be 18 to do, rent one of those? I do look slightly over 18. Yeah, so I'll give you that. Out. But no, uh, we uh, we did rent it. It had the wrong uh, 220 plug on it for our 220, so we ended up just having to take it back and give them back 50 bucks or 60 bucks or whatever it was. And then, um, then so now we got a guy going to come out. There's a mobile guy. He's got a truck, and he just comes out and cuts it. We show him what he wants to cut. He's probably, yeah. The older I get, the more I'm likely to hire things out. Yeah, so yeah. we're subbing. We're subbing that. We're, st- we're going to stay in our lane. Yeah. Whoa! Gonna do. Can you say segue, everybody? Hold hey. On. Hold on. Where's my applause? Stand by. I didn't have the right things. So. Yeah. Oh. Hey, good job. 
So tonight's episode with all the crickets in the Hold on uh, a studio. I want to try something. Okay. Because we do have crickets, but I want to see different cricket. It's a slower cricket. Mm-hmm. That's a fake cricket. Our crickets are way louder. Yeah. And Her- way faster. Let's try to, I want to turn this up. You guys be quiet. Yeah, it doesn't pick it up. Not as well. Like picking it up pretty good. It does a little limiter. These uh, this uh, Roadcaster Pro, it's got some pretty cool electronics in it. It does. Roadcaster Pro, brought to you by Sweetwater.com. Go ahead hashtag and get ad. Hashtag ad. Send us hashtag another one. Hashtag sponsor. Send Sweet us some more candy. Sweetwater. Sweetwater. Go get all your audio equipment from Sweetwater.com, including your Roadcaster Pro, which is amazing. All road products are very, very amazing. We love it. It is. Uh, would love a sponsorship from. Um, so as you heard also, we do have our, I hesitate to call her a guest anymore because she has been on enough now that she's kind of just like another co-host that kind of comes yeah. in and out every once in a while. She's usually in the studio audience. She's usually serving drinks. She does uh, serve great l- drinks. a little bit of everything, uh, but we, we had uh, decided to put her on mic because we got a lot of DMs and requests uh, whenever we For good reason. have her shoot out, you know shout out from the crowd, we all of a sudden get... Calls from people or DMs from people saying, hey, give her a goddamn mic. She's smarter than both of you. <laughs> Put we together. have Miss Heather Herring, the girl boss. Ah, crowd goes wild. Mm, listen, listen to the crickets applaud. I love it. These so. are special crickets. They can clap and I need that. I need that sound effect on my phone when what I'm just like walk in a room and it just like, yeah. What do they call it that a cricket does? Like it's a chirping, right? But they do it with their legs? That's really misleading. It's really fucking annoying when one gets in your house. Oh, yeah, you can't find it? And you can't, yeah. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. You're looking for it? Yep. It's like us up at that cabin at GFY where no one could figure out what that stupid noise was. Yep. For like three days, there was a noise, and there are, I don't even know how many guys tried to find it, 10, 12 guys yeah. trying to find this stupid But none of noise. you guys can really hear all that well. What? What'd she say? I didn't hear her. <laughs> I don't know, I your mouth was moving, but I did not hear exactly. anything coming out of your mouth. Exactly. We couldn't figure it out. I yeah. left dejected and frustrated. Laying in bed at night. Hearing that noise. Right before I passed out. Mm. And I mean passed out. It sounded uh, like somebody's phone going off. Mm. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck is it? We're walking all around the house. It's a little louder over here. No, it's quieter over here. No, it's mm. real loud right here. It's got to be right here. Turning mm. switches on and off. We're like, is it the fan? Is it this? Is it- we never figured it out. You guys didn't? No. Oh, so that rem- so mystery. a couple of years ago, I went to Nashville with some friends of mine for a, an isogenics convention and uh, walk in the bathroom and there's light switches and there's one of these mirrors that literally it should have had like the LED lights. That's what it looked like. Yeah. And I'm searching all over for these this the switch that's going to control the lights in this mirror. Right. Can't find it. Can't find it. Well, I'm the last one to leave to, to catch my plane. So after the other girls leave early in the morning, I like look down underneath the vanity and I finally find the switch and the plug in and it wasn't it wasn't actually plugged in. I plugged it in and it started working and so I had to send a video to the yeah. other girls. I'm like, see, told you it works. <laughs> yeah. LED vanity. Yes. <laughs> so those girls uh, should have just stayed in their lane. They did. They the, did. Because you guys blew right past my great segue. I did not. Uh, we just kept, we went right <laughs> that past. That was the whole point of doing the applause was your the great segue. The whole thing, yeah. And then we just got then we got distracted by crickets. Yeah. And We're back around. boss and all that shit. If you take enough left turns, you Jesus end up going right. Christ. Anyways, 
Today's episode is Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> How'd you know? Because I read your lips. Wow. Stay in your lane. I think uh in oh god, we're having speed races right now. Uh she's Mia, in her lane. Mia the podcast Find dog is in the fast lane right now. Position. She's doing what we like to call zoomies around the backyard as fast as she can. Uh she's just excited we're all out here. So anyway. Mia, the uh, podcast boxer, is doing speed laps. So uh, in today's world, I think it's, uh, you know, we we started this as a uh, as a sales and business and marketing podcast with little to zero uh, personal or politics involved. But it's hard not to bring kind of what's going on in the world into what we're it's, doing. We, it's part we, of culture. We wanted to relevant. be timeless in a lot of ways. We were like, oh, we're not going to talk about things that are dated or, you know. But honestly, I think it's super, super important. And we, we keep kind of bringing it back, I mean, for our own therapeutic reasons and why we have this podcast. And I think it's important for people to understand that there's a lot of value in learning to stay in your lane. And I, I mean this in business. I mean it in sales. I mean it in be good at something and stay in there and, and do that. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with trying different things. But don't be an expert at other things. Don't try and be an expert. Don't try. You can be an, be expert, an expert. But don't try and be an expert if you're not. Right. And it's okay to let other people that are experts do right. their job. Like, you know, stay in your lane. It's like, like somebody know, taking a plasma cutter to your... Thing. Exactly. Not to say that you aren't a great plasma cutter cutter. Right. However, well, we don't know. We could have figured it out, but that's something you don't want to figure out on the fly. I'm just no, saying. you kind of don't, and it's a little scary to think like <laughs> I really could mess this up, and I could like this whole shipping container could just go to shit. It like, would be a shitting container. <laughs> it just. Ah. <laughs> oh, where's hold on? Dang, it's oh, there. it's there. Uh, you're you're running the board. You're supposed hey, no, to be I'm reclined. Uh, what is it? A shitting container? There it is. Ow. I can't run the no. board and recline at the same time. Your chairs are too oh, comfortable. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, but like Get literally closer. if you do something wrong, it could like the whole thing could be messed up and then all that money invested and you know You're hitting everything. on something that that I think is the key to this whole thing. If you if you bring it back around to our marketing and our business and our sales kind of our that's where we live, right? Everything, everything's got to crisscross through that intersection with this podcast. At the end of the day, you want to be the most efficient that you can be to get the best, whatever it is that you do, product or service, doesn't matter. But it's okay to not be the expert at all of that stuff. If you are, you're an anomaly and good for you. But most people aren't, and they've figured out the best way to run their business is to compartmentalize that stuff and define, so for like the Trevor Browns out there, Trevor Brown is not an Excel spreadsheet guy. What? He's not. I know it is a shocker, but it is true. Not good at it. What he is good at is people. Right? So the efficiency, and I'm a big, I'm a big nerd on efficiency. Find the most efficient way, figure out the system, and I and I I talk about figuring out the game, and I use the game as as a a catch-all phrase for that. It's not a game in the sense of trying to minimize it. It's it's a it is a game in the sense that there are rules. It is a game in a sense that there's a time frame. There's a metric of measurement. If, if it's money, if it's the quality of your product, typically those two are related. But figuring out how do you dial in the most efficient way to get the best possible product and service 
for a container that I could go rent a plasma cutter and I could figure it out and I could cut a pretty good hole. I'm going to spend a lot of energy figuring that out. Or I could hire a guy that's going to come do it that's done it a hundred times. He's already learned all the hard lessons and he's 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 made some shitting containers. So the intelligent choice becomes to stay in my lane of, hey, I'm not a plasma cutter guy. I'm going to let somebody that knows how to do this do this. Right? It's 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 just... Again, it goes back around to efficiency and getting the better product and the balance of that, right? Yeah, and I think in today's world, it's it's easy to consider yourself an expert on things. Because Especially if you have Pinterest. That's, on, that's exactly where I was Sister headed. Preach. Between YouTube, I was going to say YouTube, you YouTube. Pinterest, but like when you have something like YouTube, and, and, I, and trust me, people do it right. I use it all the time. My son uses it freakishly well and he literally like he he just came inside he was out in the shop and he literally watches he sits there and works on his car Mm -hmm. and he orders stuff on amazon and he takes something that was going to cost him seven hundred dollars to have it done at a mechanic shop and he does it for 17.99 he said he just put a new actuator in his door he watched a youtube video on how to do it right that doesn't make him an expert in putting installing window you know or lock actuators indoors he did it for his own and it it saved him some money and in today's world it's pretty easy for people to people tend to want to cross the line from saying that they are uh that they know how to do something there's a difference between knowing how to do something and being an expert at it i i could tell you stories about people sending me audio they're like oh we'll just do it on our laptop Mm -hmm. please dear god do not send me (laughs) audio that you recorded in your kitchen from your laptop. Like, you can get great audio in <laughs> different ways, but whenever I heard that, I was like, oh. And, I mean, the reality is there's a number of things. Like, like Gavin, his, the whole actuator thing, here's one of the things I love about Gavin. He looks at a situation and he goes, I think I could do that, and he'll try it until the moment where he can't, and then he goes and he finds somebody smarter, whether it's YouTube or whether it's you or whether it's somebody else, he is not shy about trying it first and figuring it out, but he also will recognize when it's over his head and seek out somebody that knows more. Nah. Like and, that. Dude. And he learns from it. Exactly. Like, nah, but I mean, you think out. about so I, I drove my Mustang over here tonight. This is a car that I have had for, as of this Thanksgiving, I will have owned this car for 30 years. Wow. And I have taken it all the way apart. The motor all the way down, the transmission. Like, there isn't anything that I haven't replaced on that car. And there's times where you don't get it all the way right. But there's, I mean, I can't count how many hours we were out in my driveway with my dad when I was in high school and then into college, taking things apart and watching and learning. Mm-hmm. That it really, if you think about it, that's all YouTube really is. It's just a massive tutorial machine in terms of watching somebody else that's learned the lessons and figured out how to do it. Yep. We and that again though that doesn't you wouldn't qualify yourself as a mechanic. No. So the whole staying in your lane idea, I I know for a fact I I can I can frame a wall. I know how to frame a wall. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. I'm very slow. A lot of times it's not the right measurements. But yeah, I can do it. There's a lot of issues in there. There's a much much better chance that I just hire a framing crew to come in who does it in 
a quarter of the time Lighting and does it right. Like right. it, like it's what it is. And I think I think there's a lot of in today's world, there's a lot of and even companies that press and and you may be working for a company, you may be the company, you may, but they're gonna you know they they press on you to do stuff and and I I get it. I mean I I deal with it myself. It's like. I'm a real good salesman. I want to go out and sell stuff. I really enjoy that. I love selling stuff. That's what I do. But you know what? They want what do they want you to do. They want you to do your calendar, or they want you to do a, a spreadsheet on your sales projections, or you know, like, and and it's hard for sometimes I think for them to see. But like, you're taking someone offline that's doing something very positive. To do something that I, I and I and it's what what baffles me is you continue to see it in business. You continue to see it all over the place, right. and, and it's like, at what point are they not understanding that? Like, you, you know, it's like taking your star quarterback and you're like, hey, we're, this quarterback's just throwing touchdowns. This guy, he's killing it. Hey, he's let's, not so good on his blocking. Let's take him out and have him block for a little while. <laughs> I love that analogy. And it's like, you would you wouldn't. Take friggin' Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback ever in the universe of all time that God created. Hold on a second. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I think you need like like a burning house or something. Sound. <laughs> like a burn sound. A burning house. Like a, That's like, a like oh sizzling. Uh so no, you're incorrect at the wah wah wah. Anyway, because uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback ever. Anyways, um, literally, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. It doesn't make sense, right? But we do it in business all the time. You know, well, like a, they they literally grab guys and they're like, "Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you uh, can you do this spreadsheet?" And it's like, dude, I'm no, I'm, I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm a really good quarterback. <laughs> uh, you want me to run over there and block for? Six hours, but pick that apart though. Think about it for a second. That's somebody with. If you make, what are the metrics of the game? It's not efficient to do that, and it, there's a balance of your risk reward, right? I'm not going to risk Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to risk him being a blocker and doing that stuff. That's not what he does. That's the whole point. He's an expert in this lane, but there's a risk reward element to it, and there's understanding the elements of the metrics of how the game works, right? So, metaphorically speaking, but like seriously, the game, football, you know how that works. He's not like the physics of that are not on his side. Yeah, don't. That's the power thing. Don't do that. The dogs yeah, are going Mia, crazy. Mia, the, but yeah. if you if you think about the the metrics of trying to like cross training. Here, here's in theory, cross-training has benefits because it helps me understand what the other people on my team do. It also helps them in a pinch, but here's the reality of it. Cross-training is my personal opinion. I might be wrong on this, but this is my I perception. Cross-training was never meant to make you an expert at my job. It was meant to give you context of my job so that we could work better as a team. Right, okay, I'll see that. And to put somebody in a position to where, yeah, I, so make the plasma cutter thing. Yeah, I've, I've actually I've worked with a plasma cutter once. I'm not good at it, but I can do I it. I understand what if, you do. If yeah. you're on vacation yep. 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 for six months and I have to cut something with a plasma cutter or the business is going to fail, I can do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, Mia, go play somewhere else. 
Whose dog is this? She's like, I'm famous. I've been she's on his. this. She's like, I've been on this podcast since I was first brought into this house. She's no, I think literally what she said like was, a foot tall. What she just said was, this is my podcast. Stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's an interesting analogy with that. There are, There is somewhere, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm not even going to say fictitiously because I bet you there really is a quarterback. Uh, I've seen some that are... 250 to 270 pounds. They're strong. Right. They can block. Right. Not the best quarterback I've ever seen throw the ball. They're not real good at throwing the ball. They're not real good at running, not real fast. But they can block. They can catch a ball. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. The difference being is they're not the best at any of those things. Right. Right. They're not extraordinary at any of them. And you can say, well, yeah, this, this, you know, so, but, but when you're building a team, and I, I have guys that block. I have guys that catch the ball. I have guys that can run the ball. Why do I want a quarterback that can do all those things too? I want a quarterback that's freaking phenomenal at throwing so, the ball. I'll give you the I'll give you the answer to that. It's when I don't have budget. It's when I have a startup and I need True, because that guy's contract's I, a lot less. I, than I need guys that Patrick can wear Mahomes. five hats. But here's the thing. If you want to be the best in business in your sector, whatever it is that you do, you have to build the team because you can't sustain and you can never be good enough. There, there's, you can't, you can't yeah, do it all. The Swiss Army knife thing doesn't work. It doesn't in work. When, when I was doing voice work, God, probably ten years ago, a guy came in. He was a comedian that came in and rolled through town, and he was also a voice actor. And he's pretty good, pretty good voice actor. He did all of the stuff for Pizza Hut's national campaign, and he was like, "Hey, Pizza Hut, that guy, right?" And fun guy, cool guy. Well, he was auditioning for a, a national T-Mobile thing. And he's like, hey, dude, can I get into your studio? And I want to send this, I got to send this demo off. And can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So in this process, of course, I'm, I'm trying to position myself because now I've got a contact for his agent. So I sent his agent an email after I had sent this thing off. And I said, hey, I, I got a question for you. What is it? So here's, here's my philosophy on voice work. I would like to get your two cents. What are you looking for? Because this guy didn't like the fact that he was doing the, hey, I'm a voice guy, announcer for Pizza Hut. Nice, like, nice checks, by the way. Right. He made some money on it. But he didn't like it because it wasn't, he was like selling out. Which I'm like, eh, you know what? You're playing a character. It's fine. Don't yeah, worry about yeah. it. So, but the, the reply that I got back from her, I'm in small town radio in Boise, Idaho. My philosophy was wear lots of hats, be lots of different voices, and be really creative. And so when I was asking her about that, she's like, well, for a small operation like that, that would seem to make sense. But when you notch up a level into big advertising agency world, like we don't hire the guy that can sound like Sam Elliott. We hire Sam Elliott. And it was a really interesting transition for me where you go find the cowboy. You don't find a guy that can do the cowboy. You go find a guy that can do an Irish accent. You don't have the guy that can do the Irish accent. You find an Irish guy. Right. And it was a really interesting deal where you're talking about, number one, staying in your lane, but number two, you have to identify, identify what that lane really is within the context of your business or your team or, or whatever it is. If you don't know what that is, and I think for, for those people that are listening that are in their 20s, I will say. One thing I've noticed throughout business, working, and, and radio is kind of cool because you, you get to see a lot of people. There's a lot of turnover. 
specifically on the talent side. What I noticed was about 26 to 30 at the latest, all these kids coming through would have this little hmm, moment where they suddenly wanted to be really good. And they, they got real serious about figuring out a career rather than having a job. And it was cool to watch them. And I kind of played big brother role on all this stuff. So they always ended up in my office talking to me and like, what do you think I should do? And it was really cool to see those guys process through identifying what lane did they want to be in? Do do they have the chops to do it? Are you good enough to be the dude in that lane? Or do you need to identify a different lane? So for me, I was a morning show guy and I was funny. I was the funny voice guy. And then my two co-hosts left and took more money and went to a different job. And what I ended up discovering was a different lane that I was actually even better at. So sometimes sometimes you find that lane by discovery. Sometimes you have a dream of wanting to be that person and in that lane. Like you, as long as I can remember, were entrepreneurial. You always had, I mean, we joke about your little Ford Courier. Your Ford Courier, I don't think you understand what an impact that truck made for a bunch of 14 and 15-year-old boys specifically. Every kid looked at you and looked at that truck and said, I want to be like that guy. Because comical if you saw a picture of the but, Ford Courier. But it's, it. again, though, it's context. It was. No, no, 14 time, and 15 year old kids. I paid $400 for that thing in Spokane, Washington. And did you leave it alone or did you do something to it? Nah, I tricked it out a little bit. You tricked it. It's in, it's hardwired into who you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Your son, Apple not far from the tree. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. That's hardwired. He got, his grandma, he got his grandma's forerunner. Bought for him, you know. I mean, given to him. I guess you could say his mother and I bought bought for him. His grandma's forerunner. She bought it. It's and it's a grandma forerunner. I mean, but it's a nice. It's no Karen is not a grandma forerunner not anymore. anymore. No. And he, yeah, Karen got a boob job, and Karen got a lift, and Karen got Karen new tires, yes. and yeah. But he and he paid for all of it himself, and he yep. fixed it all up. So yeah, no, I I get it, and that's definitely kind of how he rolls, and probably. But he's finding that lane. He right. is, but he's that's also he's also evolving in that lane. So he thinks his lane is one place, and I think this is like I think all people that are entrepreneurial, they start in one spot, mm-hmm. and then as they go on, it evolves into something else and something else, and eventually. You you find that thing that you're like, this is it. This is this is what I was meant to do, and this is my lane. And I would say I'm much less entrepreneurial than you. I'm a calculator, and I look at it, and I risk manage the shit out of stuff. <laughs> and I, I, I want to make sure that I've got my plan A, plan B, and plan C. But one of the things that I, I think both of you two are in this bucket is you guys look at everything with, with wide eyes and you're not content until you're making great money doing something you love. Where I think there's a lot of people out there that are like, I'm making okay money and I don't love my job, but pays the bills. Right? There's a different mentality that's like, yeah, that's not good enough. I think people feel so here's a here's an analogy to the lane thing. Anybody who's ever been in a has ever gone four buying, right? If you go yeah. out four buying and you get your tires stuck in a rut. Oh, that's the worst. Sometimes you get sucked into a lane and you can't get out of it i mean there's times yep. where i've 
I've been going down a, a hill with a no shit moment in my truck, not my Ford Courier, maybe the truck after that, but like literally, you know, you get in a four by truck and you're out four by in as a kid and all of a sudden you go down that dirt road and you get your wheel stuck in that rut and you're like, motherfucker, I can't get out of this. I'm going to go ride this thing all the way to the bottom of the hill, right? Yep. There, There's a point where I think people get sucked into a lane and they get into a rut and they feel like they can't get out of it. And I think maybe the biggest difference with, um, you know, that entrepreneurial idea, uh, you know, or type of person is you never feel like that has to be your lane forever. Like, I mean, I think in my mind, I've never, people ask me, and I, I've told this story over and over again with, with the, um, you stripper know, probably on this different story. Oh, and, okay. uh, I think like I told this on here before actually, but people, you know, I had a lady come up to me. I was speaking at a group. She came up to me and she, after I got done talking and, and she says, man, and I, at the time I owned a door and window hardware shop is we we're the largest showroom in the state of Idaho. And, uh, and she came up and she goes, man, you must just wake up every morning, just loving, just thinking about doorknobs. Yes, ma'am. I piss excellence. And I was like, yeah, I, I really don't. I don't, I, you know, she's like, well, how'd you get into this? I'm like, I yeah. I don't know, you know, an opportunity and I kind of took it and she's like, but you're just so good. Like you're so passionate about it. And you're, and the lady standing next to her who didn't know her, didn't know me says, literally looks at me. She goes, you're just the type of person that's always looking for the next, you're always moving towards the next thing. Right. And I said, yeah, I don't know. And I go, and she goes, here's the deal. You could be a, a fry cook and you get a job at McDonald's and you could be, be the fry cook. And you, the whole time you'd be looking over at the guy at the window because he's got a headset on. You'd be like, I want to. I, I sure do want a headset. I want to wear the headset someday. Jimmy, and then I'm getting get me a headset there and someday. You work your way over and you get the headset, and then you're wearing the headset. Next thing you know, you're like, man, sure would like to be the, the day manager, you know, the night manager, and you'd be the night manager, and you'd be like, I could do better now. I want to be the – she says, by the time you got done, you'd own four franchises. Like, she yep. goes, you're just – you're a person that's always looking ahead, and I think that's probably it. So, so the whole st- – when I say stay in your lane, let me – you know, clarify, be in the lane that you want to be in at that time, but don't be afraid to change those lanes. What I'm talking about and, and, you know, to flip it to the, the political side of it is I'm talking about if you're an NBA basketball player, Oh, here we go. You do not have the right or need to jump into the lane of a politician or a police officer. You don't know their job. You don't know anything about stay in your lane. You you play a kid's game for millions and millions of dollars, and you are going to sit here and tell other people how to do their job. Like, stay in your lane, bro. And, and actors and musicians love to do this, too. They love to tell the whole world how they should operate. Ooh. And they, they act for a living. They literally do something that you do as a child for a living, and you're going to tell people. And that's where I get frustrated. I get frustrated with somebody who doesn't know sales telling you how to sell stuff. I get annoyed with people that are um, not a designer telling you how to design things. I get tired of somebody that's not an engineer telling you how to engineer things. I, those are the things that we deal with on a daily basis. And it, and it gets frustrating because it's, it's, it's amazing to me. And, and you can do this as a customer too. So, I mean, this happened to me today. I was dealing with a customer who kind of was telling me my job and she doesn't know anything about my job, but she's a customer. And she literally uh, says, well, I'm trying to buy your product. So it gets escalated to me. Like, one, this isn't my 
Yeah, it is my job. But literally, I'm dealing with a lady that should have just been in a Home Depot buying a couple pieces from somebody. I'm the what you know. I run the Western United States for this company. I've got other issues to deal with sometimes than this one lady with her five pieces of product, right? And she goes, "I'm I'm I'm in Seattle and I'm trying to buy your product and I just can't seem to get it from the Home Depot. They're just not getting it for me." And I go. It's complicated. It's a special order item. We don't stock it in the United States, not you know, or in your area, not the United States, but not in your area. Um, we're actually bringing it out of Canada, and they don't like to bring it down in small quantities. So I said, um, but we do have a, you know, I have some distributors around. I can see if we can get it for you. But I said we just don't have anybody in locally. Like, I mean, are you willing to pay freight? No. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't have someone selling that product in the air. Well, why not? Uh, you know what? It, it, I'd love to. I'd love to have my product everywhere. You know, Karen. But the, I was sitting, <laughs> sitting there on the toilet, <laughs> I thinking like, about her name was Susan, and it was very hard to not <laughs> oh, say. Okay, so close. it was so, so close, close, and it was so hard to not say Karen. Oh. I'm like, oh, you bitch. Anyways, I was, <laughs> literally, I said, I, I'm, I'm telling her. I go, you know what? I said, Susan, I, uh, I'm a commissioned salesperson, and I, in my dream world, would have my product in every single town and the whole world and i'd get commission on all of it but uh, the 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 fact is is you live in what we call a moderate climate and i sell a product that is for people that live in extreme climates and there's just not a lot of people using my product in your area because you guys don't have a lot of cold and this is a product for cold and uh, i try to explain it to her as nice i can and she's like I'm not trying to be rude which means she's i love be rude right that's going to be her next move but uh, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm just a consumer trying to buy your product, and I'm I, I'm very surprised that it's so hard for me to do that. Me too. Thanks for the call. Bye, Susan. <laughs> I would have said me too, and here's a phone number you can call uh, to talk to somebody about that. <laughs> I'm I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> uh, I just I literally was just I I said I. I a hundred. I said at this point, I believe we have to agree to disagree at this point because, uh, I I guess agree to agree. I I said I I under I hear you. I hear what you're saying, and I'm. She's uh, in a moderate climate, like uh, warm. She's in like, Seattle. Oh. It doesn't get super cold there. So like she was looking for a product for radiant floor heat. There's not a lot of radiant floor heat in Seattle because yeah. it doesn't get super cold. Right? You know, Susan, you're gonna want to go to the snowmobile shop. Ask for a parka. I just like, and if you buy a two parkas, they'll give the you free radiant Are there snowmobile shops in Seattle? Nope, that's the point. I don't. <laughs> don't fall. Like, in, don't fall right into this. No, one. like <laughs> seriously, no. Don't step into the hole. <laughs> I literally. She would. She'd be like. She'd call you back. Ah, uh, you know, I'm just a customer trying to buy your product. I googled snowmobile shops in Seattle. I can't find those either. Yeah. <laughs> I know you can't, wow. Susan. And the, I, I pride myself on the fact, I don't know if anyone, if you, in case this is your first episode of the Wreak Havoc podcast, I have a tattoo on my arm that says, Be the Solution. I'm pretty firm in my belief uh, of, of finding someone a solution. I don't like to go to anybody with a problem. I'm very good at it, actually. No problems, only solutions. I li- and if you listened to last week's episode, then you heard me talk about your, maybe it's last week's, I don't know where this is going to fall. Anyways positivity i always lead with what i can do what i what not what i can't and i did a very good job of this because it was fresh on my mind from the old yeah, the last I podcast bet, i bet you did. i right. literally lead, lead in i said you know what karen or susan karen, you know, <laughs> karen. 
<laughs> Freudian, a middle little name. Freudian slip there. I said, uh, Susan, you know, what we, you know what I can do is uh, I can actually ship this to you from one of our distributors down in Oregon. Um, it's not, you know, I, I'll get a freight quote. Well, who's paying the freight? Well, you'd pay the freight, but I could have it shipped up there. Well, I don't think I should have to pay the freight because you don't have your product here. Right. Well, there's there's about 756,000 places I don't actually have my product, so I really don't want to get into where all the places <laughs> I don't have my product right now. Dear Amazon. Susan. Uh, but I can get it to you, so let's talk about that. And she was just like, no, I'm not paying for it. And I said, well, I don't have a way to get to you free freight right now. I don't. Because unless you want to drive down to Portland, which is a couple hours, a nice drive, take a you know take a little trip down to Portland if you want, I can get you. I'm not doing that. Okay, well, Susan. And then she said, "Well, then hold on, I have a friend that lives in Portland, and maybe they'll go pick it up for me." That's Karen. She lives in Portland. Karen, Susan's friend, Karen, Karen. lives in Portland, and uh, they're in a book club together. Yeah. So anyway, no, it, it just it was just one of those things where I, it, it was like even as a consumer. There's times you need to stay in your lane. You don't know that person's job. They're giving you the best they can. They're being mm-hmm. that person, and they're saying, hey, Susan or Karen, Susan oh. Karen, uh, you, you know, and you just have to, as a consumer, be like, you know what? Thank you. I appreciate you trying, but dang it, darn it, I wanted to fucking use this. Uh, <laughs> dang it, darn it. I fucking wanted to use it. <laughs> what? That's not how that goes in that is life. How it is. No. That's how it goes. That's how that's I how say it. That's how it goes in his life. Oh, my heck. I really wanted to use Cheese this darn Cheese and rice. <laughs> this fucking posit- guy. The Positivity Podcast really got to you. It's affected your vernacular. I hung out with Andy too long. Oh. He says stuff like cheese and rice. And Good job, darn, Andy. Gosh darn it. See? Stuff he's like rubbing that. off. So like he's, he did. He rubbed off. Yeah. He's a positive You're guy. You're going to be a good apple in no time. <laughs> I doubt uh. that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not how that works? That's not. I always thought that good apples rub, rubbed off to, on the bad Someone's going to have to rub a lot harder on this <laughs> apple to uh, make that happen. But Oh, that's funny. You know, it's and I think it's something that's interesting. Like, I mean, Heather deals with all the time. I mean, when you're a general contractor, the, your job is keeping people in their lane, essentially, right? Like, you're the general contractor. You're the party planner. You're basically the one that's going in there, and you're saying... Paint guy, paint. Plumber guy, plum. Electrician will do electrical shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and you're you're keeping people in their lane. <laughs> and, that and sounds like something from Sesame Street. It does. Paint guy, paint. <laughs> <laughs> frame guy, frame. This episode sounds like we all got oh stoned. We, I swear to God, just for no. the record, we did not we get did stoned. Not. We just drank wine. We, that's all we did tonight. It was white wine. Maybe that's what made the difference. That, that might be the problem because mine's empty. But um, oh, electrician. No, like but, <laughs> as the as the general contractor, my lane is supposed to be all of those lanes. And wow, whoa, it, shit got real. That's yeah, what. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Just picture like a freeway. This is my town. No, that's what that's what Get the customer expects. And, and then all they... the lanes. <laughs> Would you guys shut up for a minute? Jeez. <sighs> Anyways, all right, I'm done. I'm good. So no, my customers, most of them, expect me to be the expert in in all of that. And the thing is, is I rely on professionals. I rely on my subcontractors. That that is their lane. I know. Right. Th- I know enough about their lane to be dangerous. 
Well, to, to have to articulate an answer sufficient to a customer. Yes. Right. Which is really you when you know think what about to it. look for when yeah. you're looking at them in their lane. You need to know what their lane's supposed to be. Well, if I, you can't recognize shitty work. Right. Well, and I have certain things that, like, I have certain pet peeves that I, like, that's just not acceptable. Can we talk me. about truckers for a second? No, I'm not Fucking talking about truckers. truckers. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. Thank you very I much. I get it every single episode. Big stay in the lane. Oh, my God. It's like a bingo card for me. That's oh one God. of my oh, punches. I, every I did, I did start the bingo card, so hopefully by the next episode I will have that bingo card yeah. done. Trucker? So, trucker. Is that the center one? It's, Put it's, fucking truckers. No, I think fuck is the center. Well, yeah, that's a given. <laughs> that's an easy one. That is so, the that's the freebie. Yeah. But anyways, so back to the like literally there there are certain things that like you as a general contractor or me as a general contractor, um, I I expect on my job and I expect from my subcontractors because I, I work with people that I've worked with for a very long time. So I, there's a level of expectation there. That but that's the key word, right? You're a manager of expectations from the customer side, from the contractor side. From the vendor side, you are the hub of all of that stuff. When you're talking about they're all your lanes, yeah. you're the intersection of I'm all the that stuff. Everything comes through you, yeah. The conductor. But but having somebody that if you don't understand all those lanes, or I'll flip that on its head, the less you understand on those lanes, the less effective you are on truly managing expectations in a way where everybody stays happy. The more you know about all that stuff. The better prepared you are to, to know. No, that's not going to take two days. That's going to take longer, right? Mm-hmm. And some of that comes from the fact that you've been doing it for a long, long time. Some of it comes from the fact that you're just smart and you get it and you pay attention, right? But you're you're managing all of those different things and making again. It goes back to that efficiency of it. You're going to find the most efficient route to figure out all those things and how they intersect because there's certain things you got to do first. There's an order to all that stuff. And if one of them gets jacked up, then your other, you know, your counter guys are pissed because the floors aren't done or whatever. But, but you're always, as, as an entrepreneur, and you're always trying to get better at that. You're always trying to get better at your job and find different ways to be more efficient. And sometimes it backfires. Oh. And sometimes... You have to take a step back and say, "Yeah, I fucked up there. That this is not going to work how I wanted it to work." So, like we're a monolithic slab, sometimes. like like a monolithic slab with three bathrooms on the main level. Sometimes monolithic slab is not the way to sometimes go. Sometimes it's not, and and when I if you sense try to force a it, story behind yes, that. and sometimes if you try to force it, you're going to have a toilet in your entryway, which sometimes makes sense. Makes sense. Like I could see it. Like you could either. Shit on your way in, shit on your way out no, kind of deal. No, but no, I don't as, know. As a designer and a general contractor for a long time, no. I, I don't see how a toilet yeah. in the entryway makes sense, but. I'm going to go with no. Yeah. I mean, Thank I'm no you. expert. That's not we, my lane. We are we are delayed currently on a project due to the fact that uh, we tried to do a really cool concept called monolithic slab. Uh, it sounds it's really a, cool. It's a one-pour situation where you save a trip. It saves you a little bit of money. Your contractor only has to come out once. It's kind of a cool deal. What when you have a lot of toilets and a lot of plumbing and you're gonna make sure that they have to be in the exact same pl- the right uh, spot when you pour that slab? Yep, that's important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of permanent. Yeah, yeah. It is. and yeah. then when you start looking at it and you're like, oh, there's no real walls to measure off of because we're not we don't have walls yet because we're doing a monolith. Is anyway. 
And, it was interesting, and, but it was like it was it was one of those moments you're pissed at yourself. Yeah, but you know when to say. Well, you're call pissed. The you're pissed at the situation. Redo this. I mean, a lot like going back to that day, like pissed off at the the situation, pissed off at the delay, pissed off because the delay is causing, um, you know, extra money, extra whatever, extra time. Like we wanted to be done with this project by a certain date. This delay is pushing us out further. And then there's also the point where you're like, yeah, like I was trying to do something different. I was trying something new and it didn't fucking work. Right. Well, but, and you don't know that until you try. You it. don't know until you try. And sometimes right? then you get into it and you're like, shit, I wanted this to work so bad because we're two hours for these guys to drive and I'm trying to Ugh. save them time and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. And it just didn't work. So here's a name for you and a book because we all love books. Seth Godin. He's a quirky little bald dude that has some really, really interesting ideas. And he's written a ton of books on marketing and all kinds of different things. But he wrote a book. He's one of the he's the guy that wrote Purple Cow. Right. Um, great book. If you haven't read that, Tribes is another great one. This one is called Poke the Box. And his whole idea, the premise is try it. See what happens. What's the worst possible outcome? You screw it up and you learn a great lesson. And you never do it again. But you've learned from it. So, I mean, that's something that has stuck with me where you're looking at creative ideas on stuff and poke some holes in it. Poke that box and think, figure out, hey, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? What are the, what's my risk? What's my reward? That's one of the things we do in the creative process where I work is we come up with all these ideas. We've been, <laughs> we've been working on some stuff lately involving two football players you may recognize. Um, and we've got all these concepts and we come into this meeting to present them. And my boss is just shitting all over them, just pouring buckets of cold water. And I was like, oh, uh, so I thought that was a pretty good idea. Turns out I need to redo it all. Hmm. But here's the deal. I'm learning from it. I'm growing from it. And at the end of the day, do I get a better product on the back end of it? Yeah, 100%. He's poking holes in it and he's saying, yeah, that's the easy joke, but does it does it have the longevity? Is it a smarter joke that carries further into a schedule when you're running it because if it's a if it's a low-hanging fruit type of creative joke <laughs> the first time i saw it then the second time i'm like yeah I've, okay i've seen it been there done that right so trying to make it better trying to get to where you're being the most innovative which is kind of part of what you do trying to be innovative about the way you approach things you have to take those risks you do you do, and, and you take those risks, though. Like, we didn't go into this saying, we're going to do it this way because we think it could be done this way. We actually, you know, we, we talked to our subcontractors, and we were all like, yeah, this sounds so cool. This is going to work. Everybody was on board. Let's do it. And then we're like, shit, that didn't work out how we planned it. Did it sound like this? Yeah, well, the fuck at the end of it. Yeah. That counts. But but now we're like looking at, okay, so that idea is not completely out the window because had we tweaked this and this and this, Bingo. it may have worked. Bingo. And that's the process. The reality is it's always a process. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about your lane and figuring out what your lane is, you're always going through processes on all that stuff. You're well, identifying that's, what that's that the is. key too. Like back to the in your lane thing. Sometimes you got to make some moves within your lane. 
And it doesn't mean change lanes. We're not saying change lanes. We're saying maybe you're expanding. In that lane, you're going to have bumps in that lane. There's going to be hurdles in your lane, looking going back to like a track Big thing, right? Big old potholes. You are going to have to hurdle some shit in your lane to win, to get state. But you stay in your Alligators. lane. Alligators. You know, because the, it's real easy to be like, oh, there's a hurdle. Jump over in the other lane. Oh, there's a hurdle. Jump into another lane. Oh, there's a, you're not going to win the race that way. You it know, sounds like a simple you, race. You got to stay in the fucking lane. I think there needs lane. to be like things on fire. And like darts, oh, like like mo- flaming moats, arrows, yeah, and like an alligator. dragons and alligators in them. Yeah, that's how life works. That's real life. Yeah, it's hard. But it's literally something you got it. You, I mean, you're gonna have to have a situation where you are gonna encounter that, but that's how you stay in that lane. And that, you know, power through it, be good at it. And here's the deal: when you run into problems in that lane. Don't be afraid to ask somebody else in another lane for some help mm-hmm. with that. I mean, that's what your boss. He's in his lane, right? right. He's being the boss. He's and in the he's, boss lane. He's real good. You're in the creative it. lane, but he's been in your lane but too. But he is the he is he's the, been in your lane. He understands yeah. your lane, right? So he's 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 helping you out. And so even you if he's reach wrong, reach over to other other lanes and get help. I here's mean, the cool thing: even if he's wrong, it still forces you to to double down and re-examine your strategy of whatever it is that you're doing. Even if he's wrong, you can find the positive element of that to go, no, 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 no. And here's the thing. Like, don't be afraid to say, no, I think you're dead wrong. I think you're wrong because I don't think you see what I'm seeing. And there's times where they may never see what you're seeing. If you're confident in it, though, be passionate and stand on the table and stomp your hand or stomp your feet and smash your hands on the table. If you lead with passion on that stuff... That is your lane. Defend it. And if here's Agreed. the thing. There's more than one right answer. I talk about that all the time because there's more than one right answer because life is all about finding creative solutions, right? Be the solution. There's not one solution. There's a thousand solutions, and they're shifting as we're walking through this crazy world. Mm-hmm. The stuff that worked five years ago some of it might work. A Shit bit. that worked six months ago. That's what I was just going to say. It's all changing. We're looking at, I mean, we're sitting here talking about different, like, you know, I mean, we're involved in different committees and stuff, and we're in, you know, in our industry, and we're looking at photos that we would have used six months ago we wouldn't oh, yeah. use today due to the, the, the political environment that we're in. You know, I mean, like, it would have been a t- perfectly fine, but now all of a sudden it's like, eh, someone might read into this, or, I mean, just stupid shit where literally. That's People are having to put a, an asterisk on something and say, this was filmed before COVID. I've so, had to do that on a whole bunch of my things are, are on here. And, oh, there's some pictures of people standing within six feet of each other. And so, I mean, thing, things change, right? I mean, you have to be willing to, to know that or you have to be smart enough to know that things change. And, I mean, they're going to change. That's that's the way it's, they are. It's like road construction. You know, oh, you 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 have to like you're staying in your lane, but you're moving around it. You have to learn to navigate the road construction in your career as well. Yeah. Because like, your lane things, may change. Your lane may change and yeah. unexpectedly too. I mean, like you you may not know and like my my plan 6 months ago, 8 months ago may be different than what it is now. So in your business in your job all the time. Yeah. I mean, we talked we talked about this last night. Developers right now. Developers are in a horrible position. We are I mean, so we're involved I'm involved with the the PR committee, the public relations committee. And You're we, welcome. 
Thanks, yeah, thanks I, for explaining what that was. I'm I so got sure. uh, I got voluntold that I was that <laughs> in that position. Good. Yeah, I think you're doing great. He's doing a, he's doing a great job. I am. I am. He is exactly what we needed in that job. You know what I like it's about in what his you do? Lane. You ask tough questions and you call bullshit. Mm-hmm. Which I, which and frankly, I say fuck a lot. <clears throat> and you do that. Some people aren't aren't used to that. They're used to they're used to their lane being unchallenged. Yeah. That's true, and I think that's what I mean. In this in this whole situation, I'm, it, it's it's touchy because it's kind of funny. We, I mean, I I have people I know, friends, you know, who will literally make the whole joke about you know, ah, Californians stay in California, don't come here, nobody come to Boise, you know, we're full, right? We're full, get out of here, Idaho invaders, you know, all this stuff. I got friends that that you know, do, but here's the deal, my living. My kids, the food on my table, you know, every a good majority of people I know, our our jobs and our income rely on people coming into this area. We can't survive without people coming to this area. At least one dinner a week for me and for you, exactly, exactly, yeah. So (laughs) works out for you, yeah. And uh, and so we're you know we're in a situation where we're sitting here trying to tell people like this is you know you got to step back you got to look at this a little bit this is a little bit bigger situation what we're talking about we you know you can't just but that's that vote on right like yeah i mean yeah. people people are literally putting it to where they're saying oh well developers developers they're making all the money and the builders are making all the money and they're rich so we're just going to we're just going to f- basically charge them $15,000 per lot extra so it makes more money to the taxes and that that's going to keep people out of here <laughs> to expand our roads oh no we're not doing that never mind sorry it's not going to keep well and this is what we're saying we're like so you're adding money to make the lots more expensive because you think it's going to it's going to punish the developer mm. which all the developer is going to do is add that to the cost to the lot for the, the, the builder and the builder's going to add the cost of the lot to the consumer. So all you're doing is California. driving your own fucking house the, prices they up. They just sold his house in San Diego and made $1.2 million. Right. Who and doesn't he's paying, shit He's paying you. cash. Right. And he's like, oh, it's an extra 15 grand? Yeah. Okay. All you're doing is driving the average price up for everyone around you. Like, it, it, it just like it's so not thought out because, again, people aren't staying in their lane. They're trying to stick their nose into stuff they don't understand. And and it's it's crazy and and like you talk about Heather having to alternate her her lane all the time, mm-hmm. she she can sit here all she wants and say oh well, I'm gonna just go build a house, no you don't you have to have dirt, and the and the developer is like oh I'm just gonna go develop some property no you're not because there's so many laws and shit that's gonna be wrong to go through and ACHD and all this stuff. like you can't in this industry. I would say it's probably got the most windy lane of anybody because you you don't know. Like most developments that we're involved in are anywhere from six to 18 months to 24 months behind where they're supposed to be. How do you, how do you stay in your lane when, when that, when that road is you, changing, when the, the legitimately yeah, the bridge the is the out. actual road, <laughs> the actual road changes. That, uh, that was pretty the, funny. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I but have like, a few. I was a little slow on the up there. I had to figure that out. I had to draw it out in crayons in my head. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's fun. I, okay. Sorry. I'm a little slow. Nah, you got it now. I got it. I don't know. We, you know, we, we look at it and we go, okay. Everyone just kind of relax. And, and it goes back. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. This whole stay in your lane thing works for business and it works for personal. If you're listening to this podcast in your personal life and you're the Karen or the Susan, mm-hmm. stay in your lane. Do your thing. 
worry about you. Worry about you. I mean, that that's really what it comes down to. You're If you focus on you, like, I, if you're a big fat guy, which kind of am, but if you're a big fat guy, <laughs> I, I couldn't stand here being uh, the size I am and start yelling at people to work out and eat better. They're going to look at me and go, uh, hey, fatty, how about you go do the same, right? I really should take that energy, which I don't do that because I know that. And uh, But I should take that energy, and I should go eat better myself and work out more myself. Boring. Right? But in our world, our society right now, everybody wants to go and fucking spend their time bitching about what other people are doing. You got a lawn that's overgrown. Your lawn's three feet tall and you're down the street fucking telling the neighbors that their lawn's too long and they need to mow their lawn, you know? Mow your own fucking lawn. So, <laughs> this is funny. You'll laugh at how I'm going to pivot on this. This last week I went to church because I'm a churchy church guy. Yeah. You keep and, us all grounded. Yeah. So we were talking about the whole <laughs> don't judge. That was the whole premise of the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, God, the world would be a better place if nobody judged, right? And the whole idea of the that, how can you help your brother with a speck in his eye when you've got a goddamn board in your own eye? That's <laughs> I paraphrase, right? But when when that story, when that parable, whatever you want to phrase that, when it was told to that crowd, it was comedic. The whole point of it was quit judging people idiot because you <laughs> you don't have it all figured out go figure out your shit first fatty fat guy get thin and healthy then go talk to those guys and do it within the right context Lead of by example so here's kind of where i landed on this think of it as the the game of golf golf I, I love the analogy of how golf relates to the real world you find out a lot about people you find out about character you find out about how they deal with adversity, how they deal with <laughs> failure, stuff like that, right? But here's the thing. I deal with a lot of adversity and a lot of failure But when I play. are you here? There's a weird etiquette on a golf course. You don't tell somebody else what they're doing wrong or instruct them without permission. Right. There is an etiquette to the game of golf. If a guy you don't know hits a shitty shot, you would never say, you know what you did wrong there. Kind of left the face open a little bit. You need to get your hands yep. over a little bit. You're trying to break your wrist over a little so bit harder. I golf with Dennis Paul quite a bit. Yep. And Dennis, is he's a, he's a good golfer, right? And so there'll be days where I'm struggling, and he this will be many holes in. And I've got a great relationship with him. He will still ask permission. Hey, can do you mind? And I'm like, no. <laughs> What am I doing? And and it's it's always something fairly simple, right? right? You need to pause at the top of your swing. You need to you're doing your hands are getting quick. Whatever it happens to be, but if you can approach, we talk about staying in your lane. We talk about the problem of that, right? I want to pivot that. What's the solution of it? What are the little adjustments you can do to get better about that? If you think of life as the game of golf, think of that etiquette and place that template on life. Worry about your own game. Worry about whether you're hitting the ball well. Worry about if you're keeping your head down. Worry about all those little things that are the mechanics of hitting a good ball in the game of golf. Focus on that first because it's your game. You're not Here, playing against them. You're and, playing and against the course. Here's exactly what you do. You're using your golf analogy is what most of the world should be doing 
is instead of standing back and correcting somebody and telling them how to do it, you step up and say, "Hey, let me, let me hit, let me hit my shot first. Right. And you hit your shot, and you, you right hit it middle, well, three hundred yards, hit three hundred yards right down the middle, and you turn around, and you walk back, and you put your club back in your and bag, you don't and, and you don't and say if they a pay attention, fucking word. If they pay attention and they listen, then great. And if not, then great too. Whatever. You lead by example. Yes. And it you, might be you put your fucking cart back. <laughs> Your golf cart? Not yeah. Your <laughs> golf cart. Put your fucking golf cart back. No, you you fix your divots on the right. The there you go. All fix that your shit. Ball you mark. Fix your ball marks. So yes. fix two or three ball marks every time. Yes. So that's a perfect example of example of piss droplets. It's bigger than you, right? Yep. At the end of the day, it's bigger than you. But if you don't focus on your lane, on your game, on however you want to phrase it, if you're so worried about everybody else. Quit worrying about that stuff. Let them take care of their own thing, right? But focus on your stuff. And if you want to expand your stuff, so we talk about staying in your lane at work. That was, I remember there was a guy that kind of got after me a couple years ago. Hey, man, you need to stay in your lane. And I'm like, turns out I've got a, a degree in visual design. I actually have something to add to this. And I just, we're having a brainstorm session. actually kind of part of my lane. <laughs> but it, but for him, I, there was there was more going on there. But I still wanted to be better about what I did holistically. It wasn't, at the end of the day, it wasn't my call. It was his call because he was the creative director. But I want to get into your head. Why is that better? And can I do that in a respectful way where I'm not threatening? I'm not trying to challenge you. I just want to know. So as a, as a builder, right, what are the things that make stuff better? What are the things that, how do you, when you look at something versus somebody else, what is it that you see versus the guy that's brand new versus the person that's been doing it for 50 years that he can look at something and know all the things that are wrong with it that the brand new guy's like, looks great to me. Right? That doesn't come. No, it's it's a, it's learned. It. And, and I think, you know, we, as you focus on your lane, you get better at your lane. Exactly. And, and if your focus is too distracted with, with too many lanes, I other guess. Other people's lanes. Other people's lanes. No, even 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 your own, like what you think. So, like, I there's a I own a suite of companies. Okay. Humble brag. I well, like no, but no, that was good. Keep going. If if you get too far outside of your lane, sometimes it can be distracting. Sure. And then you're not staying. You're not. You're not focused on what really, what what really is the core of your business. And, and so like just earlier today, I was having a meeting with my business partner. Um, so I own a drafting company, I own a dist distribution company and I own a building company. So all of those play very well together. They all go right they into integrate. my lane. Right. However, if I, if I lose focus on my main lane, which for me is building, if I lose focus and I'm too much over in the distribution or I'm too much over in the drafting side, then my main lane, I, I, I lose income. And, and efficiency. Efficiency, exactly. So I have to bring somebody in as my, so my partner in the drafting company, that is her focus, is the drafting company. We meet, we go over all of our stuff that we need to go over, and everything works very well together, and our lanes flow side by side. We're going, we're going 80 miles an hour down the freeway. But when she's focused on mine, I'm focused on hers, we lose focus. 
Then we're in a freaking construction zone, and we can't even get 25 miles an hour down the road. We're Orange stuck barrels. in road construction. Orange barrels. Oh, my God. It's awful. So so it's, it's I think it's just a common thing for entrepreneurs, for business owners, really for people in general, like what you're saying about staying in your lane and focusing on what you're good at. Right. And not necessarily focusing on your weaknesses. And here's another thing that I think is, we, we come back to this all the time because I think it is a foundational pillar of success. Surround yourself with good people that will speak into your life and tell you if you're outside your lane. Right. Because sometimes, man, welcome to humanity. We all have blind spots. If you have relationships with people that are good enough relationships that they can pull you aside at a lunch and be like, hey, I've noticed you're doing this or how, how are things going? I, you're, I, here's, here's something I'm seeing. I'm just bringing it to your attention. Like having those people that will speak into your life that will challenge you because they love you, right? That's a big deal. Those people that call you out on your shit. Yeah. And that's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a little curve in. That's something we talk about all the time. The whole, you know, you surround yourself with those people, right? Right. Here, here's the thing. I think sometimes we haven't clarified this because we say, you know, surround yourself with like-minded people, right? Doesn't mean the same people, right? It doesn't mean in the same lane. Just means that you guys are like-minded. Like you want to be successful at your lane, but everyone's in a different lane. A comment that I get all the time, and you look at our, you know, both as both of you know, you look at our group of friends. Very different lanes for a lot of different people. Oh, I sure. mean, I, I mean, there's not a lot of guys that are like, oh, these two guys are the exact same guy. Right. But, you know, like, I mean, we all have our thing, right? Like, I mean, everybody's got the thing that you do. And it's it's amazing when you really look at it, like, there's not a lot of, you know, there's there's only one Darren. There's only one Rusty. There's only one Swanee. There's only one Jody. You guys are all very successful in your individual in lanes. lanes. You know, like, I mean, everybody's super unique. I mean, Pooh, Mount, Blazo. Like, I mean, these guys are, I mean, you talk about all these guys that are totally different guys. And, you know, we were like, you know. But again. It, but we're all great friends. It's like, you know, I can't remember what we were talking about with like. Uh, and there's a desire to be better. It yeah. doesn't matter what it is. We all want to think about that for a second. Every single guy that you're talking about there. Every single one wants to be better at what they do. They're always looking forward. They're always sharpening blades, right? They're sharpening each other. And we, we yeah. give each other shit on a golf course all the time when we get together. It, like, there's a camaraderie there that is, it's fun. But it's really cool to see when, when people start talking business, some sharp cats in that room, man. Dude, we talked about this at GFY. You have a whole group of guys that <laughs> yeah. are fuck-offs at this golf tournament <laughs> you're the and and you exactly. if you literally we were talking about on the way to the golf course one morning we're like could you imagine if you just took the median fucking income level of the guy you know, i mean if you sat back and listened to us at one in the morning or midnight talking shit screaming, to each other and screaming, screaming sweet caroline yes yeah, singing bom, songs bom, around bom. the fire and dr drunk and then if you were to ask somebody, what do you think the median, you know, what, the, what do you think the median income is here? They, they'd be way off. I right? think they'd be way off. Because they'd say it was $35,000. Uh, generous. And, yeah, and that's generous. They're like, I don't even know if these guys are employed. Like, no, there's no way. I think they're drunks. This and, is the uh, fifth weekend in a row. So, 
So, but but we were laughing. We're like, dude, I you're we got some freaking very successful guys in our group. I mean, everyone's successful. There's really nobody that we we look at. And we're, I mean, not that I would call them out anyways if there were, but I mean, I'm just telling you, there's there's nobody that we're just like ah, he just didn't make it, right? <laughs> Like everybody made it. Like everyone's doing well, and it's and it's so funny because it's there's so many different. I, and I can't remember who was talking to me about. And I know Chief listens sometimes. If you're listening, Chief, I know you're Hi, Chief. You were talking something, but Chief made the comment somebody saying, "You know, I'm not a super outgoing guy, but this group of guys, you know, like kind of, you know, makes me outgoing. Like Chief's a quiet dude, man. They bring out they bring out the best in every one of you, right?" Like we we make chief an outgoing guy, and he's not an outgoing guy. You know, he's he's a pretty mellow dude. And then there's guys who are too too much, and we bring them down a little bit. And we're like, hey, you're I can man you know you can manage with this group. And it, it's just everything. And it's it's you know I mean Jody fits right in with you know with these guys and these guys fit right. In. It's like literally it's amazing to me how all of us have something that we bring to the table. I mean, obviously I'm the I'm the talker in the group uh i talk a lot and the cooker and the cooker i do a lot of the cooking and uh you know but i mean everyone's got their role and everyone's got their lane and it makes for a fucking great race and a great team you know because everybody's got their thing and so i guess the big picture is is, is i'm i'm telling you from my own success and our and i speak for all my all of us you know all you two included all of us, all of our friends, everybody that's involved, I'm speaking for everybody, like, it works. We've spent a lot of years doing this. I mean, we're 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 getting to the older part of our generation. You know, we're we're the guy older guys telling the young guys, like, literally find your lane, stay with it. I mean, these are these are dudes we've been friends since all you know, we were and you know, some of us is we you and I figure fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, like we were trying to figure you know, out the other day. Fourth grade. I mean, I mean, some of my friends. You know, I mean, most everybody since junior, junior high, high yeah. and at well, the, the latest at high school. And it's like, you know, it's twenty five years ago, man. And think about it. If like you guys are such good friends that if you're out of your lane, your friends are going to tell you you're out Absolutely. of your lane. Absolutely, they'd love to. And and that's the thing with being in business is surrounding yourself with those people that when you are out of your lane and you're needing help, they're like, Hey, let, let me help you with that. How, how can I help you? This is, I, they're, they're calling you out on your shit yep. and willing to help you out with it. And in a good way though. Yeah. They're not like, doing it to like bring you down. This is something, I mean, the relationship that you have is the foundation of being able to do that. If you don't have a relationship with somebody and you're trying to call them out on, on whatever it is, it's not as successful because they don't know you. Right, the relationship oh God, aspect no. of it, that is the foundation of it. Yeah, that'll go south real fast with me. You start fucking trying to correct and, and, me. And it, I don't here's know the funny you. thing. But here's the the, oh, the reality is they can the be they can be right. You could be completely off of whatever. They might be right. The point of it is that it's out of context. They don't have the ability to speak into your life in that regard. Even if they're right, it's not the right time. I mean, we, we talk about in, in advertising and marketing, you're talking to the right audience at the right time and using the right medium to do it. There are media planners that are real smart about figuring out who to talk to and what formats work to talk to that audience. 
And what's the most efficient way to get that message to the right audience? If I spend a ton of energy on the strategy trying to talk to 45-year-old women, and then all of the media runs on something that's talking to 18-year-old men, that's not efficient. It's stupid. So, again, it, it goes back to staying in the lane is about recognizing the efficiency of doing so. And that, that everybody has a lane, and if you identify those lanes that are working together, so like what you were talking about with the drafting company, there's two lanes there that are on the same road. You guys are going the same direction. They're going to merge at but some you point. But you can't drive two cars. you got to drive one. Mm-hmm. And, and she's going to drive the other one. You guys are going to the same place. And there's, I mean, again, it's intentionality. There's your bingo card word. Intentionality to recognize what makes that work the best disassemble it figure it out put it back together and then run do it i think that's that's the 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 whole gist of this and where we're aiming for is for everybody i mean not just in business i mean business obviously this makes a lot of sense i mean get good at something stay good at it help people that are in the lanes next to you don't just just worry about your lane worry about the lanes next to you but help them along but then in just the bigger picture right now in the world we live in is being able to understand what other people are doing if, if you're good at something stay good at that and it will help i promise it will make the world a better place it's not going to be it's not up to you to tell other people how to do their jobs. It's not other no. people. It's not up to you to tell other people how to 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 vote or be political about things or what they should do. Whether it be you know like <laughs> the mask thing, you know, it's not your job to tell other people to not to wear a mask. Okay, don't judge, man. It's not your job, Karen. When you're in a grocery store and I don't want to wear a mask. It's not your job to tell me not wear a mask. It's somebody at the store. If they don't want me there that owns the property, let them tell me. It's not about you to tell me. We live in a society right now where everyone is got their eyes on other people's lanes, and that's dangerous. You can't drive your car down the interstate and spend all your time looking over two lanes over. You won't go you'll, very far. You won't. You'll rear end somebody. Will happen. And you can't. You need to be focused on your lane. Let them drive in their lane, and and life, I promise you, will work out. You can't. You. It's not going to work out if you're sitting here focused all your time looking at other people's lane and telling them how to do their stuff. Not going to happen. That is it, kids. Some good, some life advice on this episode. Yeah, I feel, I feel better. If it, there's a cathartic element to doing this podcast, it's got that way for sure. Yeah. But there's there's a lot there's a lot of learning to be done. I love Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Go read that book. Yeah, great book. We, we are we no one's it. right. We're just a little less wrong. One and, thing we always forget to do that I'm going to do right now is we're going to plug at Havoc Partners on instagram if you guys have any suggestions of shows you want to see okay hit us up boys and girls have a great evening